Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Showtime. Love Talk Radio. All right. Sunday night, late night radio. What fun. Woke up this morning looking for my shoes, look behind the trunk, found the hesitation blues. Lordy, tell me how long. I don't even know how to pronounce that word. 
And I'm not too sure if I don't have gold toilets. But anyway, I bought an airplane and the door. I got a cabin. Um, and so I, I'm looking forward to my tour in India. I'll be speaking in several cities there doing workshops, self-healing workshops. And, and then I come back, and then I go to Salt Lake City, Utah. And then I go to uh, uh, Syracuse, New York, Boston, Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, uh Tampa Bay, Florida, Austin, Texas, Sedona, uh, and uh, back home. And, uh, oh my and that's God. the first leg. That's the first leg. Yeah. This is a three, this is a three year world tour. You're welcome to tag along. Wow. No, they're running 26. Wow. Well, so uh, so uh, what else do you do uh, do you do with your time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As writers, yeah, what's you know, what's your what's your day job? Okay. Here in Lufford. Wow, that that's a that's a mouthful. Um, um, yeah, it seems like uh, uh, you, Bill, you've been doing more and more yeah, of this. Uh, um, I remember a lot of the times. Well, I, I I remember back in the day with the American Authors Association and those nice yep. little. You'd like uh, have the shopping malls, like have special sections for yep. all of this. Yep. And that yep. that was just incredible. Um, and so and you've I done so much big, with your life. It's so full and rich. Yeah. Well, it, it's getting richer because I have invitations to speak in Ireland, Wales, Scotland, England, Germany, Canada, wow. Tokyo, Seoul, Amazing. Singapore, uh, Auckland, Sydney, Kuala Lumpur, wherever the hell that's at. And I've only been there one time in my life, and then back to India for another group, and uh, and, and then I'll be traveling around other countries. I have my book now, and uh, my books in several languages, and so I'll be visiting those countries. But I actually got book sales. Rufus, I actually got book sales in places that I don't have my book in in, in that language there. Like people are buying my book in English in, in Japan of all places. So it's really odd, but. The people there will actually buy my book in English, so I I need to get a Japanese edition. Yeah, you asked me what I'm doing. Uh, I'm on the road now, and uh, and it's uh, an interesting journey. And happy New Year to all you guys. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! That is cool. That is happy so New Year. cool that you. I mean, you're getting paid to travel the world. Yeah, actually, people like like I'm going to Wisconsin sometime in November, uh, and they go, Reverend Bill, can can, can you come to this uh, uh, retreat weekend? It's 150 women or something. Can you come and talk to us for Lake Geneva, uh, uh, Wisconsin? All expenses paid. We'll sell you books. We'll give we'll give, we'll give you a few thousand dollars. Can you come? You had me at free. I was wow. ready to do a free trip. I was ready to go. Right. <laughs> Wow. 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 So, you know, when you write a book, and you guys know, Challenger. when you write a book, you you, you got you to gotta get out there to sell it because otherwise you're sitting and, and, and nobody discovers it. You have to get out there. you got to do podcasts. you got to radio interviews. I'm going on my 2000th uh, podcast and radio and television interview. i got about 2,000 now in the last 15 years. And it, and it keeps building momentum. 
I've had over 3 million people viewing me on my YouTube channels and the other channels I've been on. So it's, it's, it's starting to move. It builds on itself. And, you know, I started off doing little simple things like I took black sheets of people and invited them to some of my events. And I did fine arts festival uh, for a couple of years in Elk Grove and at the old floor mall, I had authors there before they closed it. And I, I tried to do all these events in Texas and everywhere else for authors. Been a big, a big thing about pushing authors because most authors, they spend 98% of their time writing their book and they think they're done, but they really don't know about marketing and getting out there. So if I was going to have a New Year's wish for all, that all the writers out there. Uh, in fact, Everybody's I, I like, uh, oh, you for, wrote a book, for, for, you got it made. I, I keep telling everybody, no, it's called Books a Million for a Reason. Yeah. Well, well I'll yeah, tell you what yeah. I do with sometimes. Some night when you want to have a radio show on book marketing for your writers that listen in, I'll come on and we can talk about the to market to market yourself. Uh, because nobody's going to do it for you. A lot of people charge you money for it. Don't do anything. But uh, yeah. So and, and once you once you start to match it, it starts to burn. It it, it gets easier. It gets easier. So, but I'm going to be I, thinking I, I, about I, I, you as, as I get on the airplane, flying first class to India on Tuesday. I got a limo picking me up at my house, taking me to San Francisco airport, and a limo picking me up in India to take me to this beautiful mansion. So I'm doing great. <laughs> I think I yeah. think I think you made it. I think you made it, Bill. Yeah, yeah well, I, I think what, that. What, um, well, you're you're technically the celebrity in our midst when it comes to when when it comes to even the marketing advice that you just you know and all that. Um, uh, I, I, looking at me and looking at like the rest of us that are here, um, we have a niche in our writing, um, but you um, you've led a multifaceted life, so you're not just like say. Uh, a, a guy that that's like Stephen King that just writes horror and that's how that's your claim to fame. It's um, all the different facets of your life that people are uniquely interested in is what draws them to you and your work and your writing and everything, whole nine yards. Uh, uh, from from all of your experience in the military uh, to all of your experience everywhere else. I mean, um, it's not every day that. Uh, Somebody that just sticks to one genre um, travels the world on that large of a scale. It's because you're um, Reverend Bill McDonald. <laughs> it's because that's you. You, you. And over the years, people have, I mean, you're not just that in a bag of chips, but you're in many, uh, to, to a lot of people, from what I understand, you're like a spiritual guru who has learned from spiritual gurus so they not just uh, um um fill the seats to hear you lecture um because you have a book out it's because of your wisdom that you've accumulated and have to and feel compelled to um to um to let them know about it you I'm know it's just a pretty face i'm not just a pretty face as they say right <laughs> yeah well yeah as they say if I on that i wouldn't it's, be anywhere Oh, come on, Bill. You know you got a pretty face. 
Bill, anyway. you got you got a lot of inspired writers, and there's a lot of writers on the phone right now. I mean, Eric well, Sherworth. All right, let's let's talk about how they start their new year off, right? What are they doing? What are they doing every day for their book to promote it? Because every day you do something little, even if it's just speaking out a podcast to talk about your book, or posting something on your Facebook page, or posting something on a group Facebook, or uh, going on radio or television. I mean, I, when I started off, I was bold. I just, I mean, I showed up at Channel 13 there in Sacramento and said, hey, I, I want to talk about this festival I got going. And 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 I sat on the couch and did a morning show there. And, and it was like, I just walked in their studio. I, here I am. I want to do this. Not too many people do that, right? It's like, no, I got something to say. Here you go. When you can schedule me. So you yeah. got some talent here. Because I know that the whole, I know the Black Sheep group, I mean, you guys got some talented writers out there. I mean, and I really do like the genre. And there's always the Halloween series, right? Come on, that's good stuff. But it's oh yeah, <laughs> that niche yeah. is big. That niche is big, that niche is big enough for everybody. It's a good sized niche. <laughs> and, and but locally there, we don't have a lot of bookstores anymore that you can sit in and do stuff that nobody goes. They all go to Amazon, which makes it very difficult now. Now you got to think outside the box. And uh, but this show, yeah, this show is one way to promote. This one, this this show bringing writers on is a good way to promote and let people talk about their books. That's a good start. But uh, I'm willing to come back when I finish. When I get back from India, if you want to get a hold of me, we could we could do a whole show on marketing uh, for books for authors, and because uh, that's a good idea. You got listening in. Well, and I like to, I'm all for it. I, I've been working with I'm all ears too. American authors. Yeah, with the <laughs> American Author Association, I got about thirty five hundred or four thousand writers, and my Military Writers Society of America's got fifteen hundred. So there's about five thousand writers right there that I help, and I've been helping these guys a long time. And some guys get it, some guys listen, and they're successful. And then and some people think they're just going to write the book and put it on Amazon. And it doesn't do nothing unless you it, no because it doesn't. Do you got to be out there. Itself. You got to go out there and it, do it. It could be the greatest written book, and, and it don't make any difference. And, and if you go to a regular publisher, no no publisher's got the time, the money, or the staff to market your book. I mean, they're not even going to pay for your trips to go to you know cross country and promote it. So it's all you. Mm-hmm. And uh, ah. but if you can get. <laughs> Just to give you an example, Reverend, I uh, do uh, yeah. I do like everything from horror conventions to pop culture conventions to arts and craft shows and there everything you go. in between. That's, got it. You know. You got it. I'm even considering even doing like market. grocery store I, I've things. Even seen, I've even seen across the country where authors go to a flea market, and then I then I see yeah. a whole group of people that are, are guest speakers at Elks clubs, Lions clubs. Uh, chamber of Commerce meetings and volunteer for to be a free speaker at all these events, and they talk about their book. Mm-hmm. And they're always allowed they're always allowed to sell their book there after they give a talk and get a free rubber chicken, right? So, yep. uh, I knew a guy. He wrote a book. In fact, uh, I'm trying to think, trying to think who it was. It was the son of a very famous writer. He wrote a book about uh, Vietnam, and uh, and he he was an elk. And so he got the, 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 the directory of all the Oaks clubs 
And he planned a whole tour across the United States, across the top and coming back across the bottom, every day stopping at a, a meeting, at whatever town had a meeting going on when he was there. And he was a guest speaker at lunch, dinner, whenever they had their breakfast, whatever the, the time of their meeting was. And he sold, I don't know, 1,500 books on the way out to the East Coast and another 1,000 or so coming back. So like 2,500 books. And then he, he took that as a tax deduction his entire trip. So he had a vacation on it and tax deducted it. So he didn't make any profit technically on paper because you know how you can do that, right? I mean, you got hotels, you got gas, you got you know, all these expenses. And he deducted yeah. the entire trip. He had his, and he had his wife with him, and he had a blast. So that's another way to do it. So I'm glad you're out there doing that. I'm glad these authors are out there. And I want to wish everybody a happy new year. I'm on an airplane tomorrow from San Diego Airport flying into Sacramento International Airport, if you can believe that now. And then <laughs> I get yeah. off the airport about, yep. about noon. And then I'm and then so I pick cool. up nine Nine o'clock in the morning with a level to go to San Francisco Airport the next morning, and and then I'll be back in February, and uh, and we're off on this journey. So, wish me well. I wish you guys well. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I do have. It's going to be great by the time you get back. By the by the time you get back, Bill, uh, you were saying that you wanted to talk uh, about marketing and everything, and when yeah, you were explaining that, I was going. Man, by the time you get back, I want to hear about India. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but maybe you can mesh that in with this. Yeah, it was. In fact, this this time I spent. I, I was down here in in, in uh, Encinitas. So if you ever been down here, this is a unique community. Very new age, very spiritual based. Uh, it's a lot of yoga stuff. It's a lot of health stuff. And so I had a self healing yeah. workshop down here. It was. Totally, every single seat was taken. Every seat. I couldn't take any more people. It was packed. I spent zero dollars advertising. A couple of people out there said, those coming. That's all it took. place was packed, right? So, and, inv- and I'm coming back again, and we're going to get a bigger venue because it looks like more people want to come, and I'll do an all-day event. But that's on healing and meditation and metaphysics and that kind of stuff. But I also go across the you know separate. Cool, you know what's cool, yeah. Bill? You earned it. You put your blood, well, sweat, and tears in that, and you earned it. That's why. Bill, can you say hi? Bill. <laughs> by the way, Nicholas, you earned it. Right. Yep. Well. I was saying, Nick, I've got a couple of surprises for you tonight. Yeah, it's always but great to talk to Bill. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I'm glad to talk to the great one once in a while, my favorite author of of, of horror genre. I mean, how can I Come on. Yeah, you know, uh, for for those uh, listeners who, who don't know, uh, um, Bill was the president uh, or – Still is uh, of the American Authors Association, and um, um, uh, the Everborn won Best uh, Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Novel of what was it like 2005 I, or something like uh, that? That would be that, that would be my guess. Yeah. 2005, right around. Yeah. Wow. Well, hands yeah. down, hands down. And, yeah. Uh, no, you no, no, my you stuff. Got, 
I mean, I, here's, what, here's what's interesting. Next year's winner in another category. Remember the story Cool Hand Luke? All right, yeah. The guy yeah. wrote that book, Cool yep. Hand Luke. Then he never wrote another book. He got nominated for an Oscar, didn't win. Was that the Oscar? Didn't win. And then he went and he wrote another book. The same year I gave you that award, he wrote a book here. I gave him an award. It was a book about Korean War. He was like 30 years between books. And, and I interviewed wow. him and everything. And, wow. and he was so happy to get the award. He says, you know, I got nominated for an Oscar. He says, but your award means more. And I was yeah. really honored to tell that because, uh, I mean, Oscar, I mean, my God, you know, but he says, no. He says, your award means more. He says, it took me 30 years to write this other book. The guys, believe it or not, you think you'd be rich as hell, right? The guy wrote that cool hand Luke. He's living in a trailer house in Florida with this woman, and he's just loving life, having a beer once in a while and enjoying life, and no excuses, and he doesn't care. And then he finally wrote this other book, and I said, no, this is a good book. Yeah, we we got to publicize it. And uh, But, you know, in the life of a writer, it's people think it's easy street once you make a hit, right? It's, no, no well, you know what? Uh, the royalties only come in so long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you got to go. Then yeah. you got to go back to work again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, Trubert, yeah. you only write one book. The rest were just he wrote screenplays, you know. But in Cold Blood was the only book I can remember, and maybe some articles and stuff. But yeah, there's a lot of writing books. Sometimes it's just that one-hit wonder, right? You know. Yeah, Gone with the Wind or To Kill a Mockingbird or. Yeah, but when you get when you get somebody that, that well, like Stephen King or I mean, he just gurgitates them all the time. Just boom, here's another book, right? It's like a formula. They just boom. I remember I gave an award to who's that writer in uh, in, in Davis writes all those uh, legal novels. Uh, oh, I can't. Oh, well, Gresham. Gresham Moss. Anyway, Davis. Um, hmm. I yeah, think anyway, I may have, but I, 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 can't, I can't remember. John LaCrosse, John La. Anyway, so he sold 28 million books. He only like a million a copy, but he writes lots of books, right? But he sits down, he tells me, he sits down at his computer keyboard every single day during the week, Monday through Friday, 8 o'clock. And he doesn't leave. He have to go to lunch and come back at 5 o'clock. He leaves. Even if it doesn't, even if nothing successful happens, he sits down there and he types, throws things away, raises, and then when he gets inspired, he just goes crazy. But if he doesn't, on on the days he's not inspired to write new material, then he goes back at anything he's written and rewrites and polishes. So he doesn't waste a day, and that's how he gets his books done in you know several months. And he meets that his reminds me of an author. He's been around since the 60s, but his books were always uh, mass market paperbacks in the 60s, 70s, 80s, probably 90s, and they do reprints. And he always did mostly like westerns, um, and he was like everywhere. But they never – I don't know if they ever made a movie out of his stuff, but he like must have done hundreds of these things. And and um, that reminds me of of that – oh, I forgot. God, I wish I knew his name. You probably knew exactly who I was talking Luke, about. 
Louis Lamore? I'll tell you, I'll tell you a couple. Uh, yes, couple Louis Lamore. Yeah, okay. A couple of authors that would surprise you, all right? Living up here in the mountains, uh, in, in uh, I don't know, up in the hills there by Colfax or someplace. Remember Cheyenne, the TV show? Yep. With yeah, Walker. Uh, yeah. Clint, yeah, absolutely. With uh, Clint Walker? Yep. Clint yep. Walker yeah. turned into a, a writer of Western books. And oh, he was wow. a and you know, I could see like, that. I mean, he, was, he, wow. he started writing books. Remember, he had a skiing accident, and and he broke and went into his stomach or something, or and, and so I think it he hit his heart valve. The ski uh, pole hit his in his heart. So he had yeah, like a, hit him. it up and everything. Yeah. I remember and that. He, yeah. he, spent, he spent the time recovering writing westerns. So I, I thought mm. that was it. And then I then I had the guy that you know from Chip's TV show. Eric Estrada mm-hmm. for the American yep. Authors Association. And yeah. Eric wrote a book from Bab- from Babylon to, uh, well, from Harlem to Babylon or something. The weird title is his But a very interesting book on how he started off as this poor kid in the ghetto and, and, and very successful in Mexican television, by the way, uh, after Chips. A, a real nice guy. And, uh, but it's amazing the people that you write into written books. And a couple other people, American Author Association, that you don't know, Kathy Lee Crosby. She wrote a book, uh, some self-improvement books that are really neat, and I spent time with her. And then, and then her friend Muriel Hemingway. If you ever read any of her books? And she's Hemingway. She's the granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway. So it's like really kind of cool. So oh yeah yeah that that the writers I've been helping over the years. When I really you start looking at them across section, it's not just it's some interesting human beings, and and and, and, and there's all this different creative energy out there. It's, it's really a beautiful thing. Well, I want to let you guys get back to interviewing everybody else. I just want to wish you a happy new year. Yes, you too. And, uh, Thanks, Phil. Hey, uh, we definitely have fun. All right. Thank God you, Phil. Talk. You are so awesome. Uh, you can always greet me at the airport tomorrow at 11.30 when I get off the airplane. There you go, right? <laughs> Southwest, all right? Bring the crowd. I'm anyway, let, Blessings and love to you, okay, mm-hmm. darling? All right. Good night. I love you. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Bill. All right. All right. Bye now. All right. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say Eric because we also have Eric Shutterworth. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I've never done anything like this before. This is kind of cool. You've never done anything like this before. Eric. That's right. I never have. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, version. we've never had an Eric Shuttleworth show. Um, ep- yeah. I could have sworn you've been on the that's weird. But, I could never okay. get my phone to work. Here you are now. Now people are probably listeners are probably like wondering, who the hell is Eric? Who the hell are you? <laughs> Explain yourself. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, a lot of time has gone by. That's for sure. Because I woke up yesterday and I was 25, and today I'm 45. So I don't know where it all went. But uh, I mean, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I'm. I, uh, yes. You were gonna. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was laughing. 
laughing. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> you know, we're, we're all just uh, you know chuckling to ourselves but listening intently. That's all. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Um, so yeah, no, and I I started. Uh, I went to college in the early uh, uh, just before uh, Nicholas. Uh, Mr. Grabowski, he released his Everborn uh, a masterpiece. I just got out of college, and just before that, and uh, I was studying cinematography for a little while. I had originally studied computers. I didn't like them. My uh, my freshman uh, comp uh, professor said, "Hey, you have a gifted writer," and I said, "Okay." No one's ever told me that, so I decided to work on that after I burned out with computers. And then, uh, and it was interesting uh, being in the Midwest because I, you know, I'm originally from Los Angeles, of all places, uh, but I didn't I didn't grow up there. I grew up uh, in Arkansas. My my parents left, uh, so it's it's interesting uh, kind of coming full circle. But uh, yeah, so after I I studied some photography for about a year here in Missouri. And uh, I loved it. I loved handling a camera. I loved shooting uh, films. We won a little, uh, little uh, award for newcomers. But one thing I noticed in this area was there was an absence of ideas, stories. I, it, yeah. it didn't seem – I was talking to the writers, and I was like, where are all the good stories? And I guess I, I kind of figure like all the good stories are uh, – one imagines that all the good stories are like in a vault somewhere on the West Coast of some – producers uh, retreat and got all the good stories, but that's, that's not true, obviously. But so anyway, I, I just started, I, I stopped, um, I stopped uh, studying and became a salesman. Uh, that's actually what my grandfather had done. And I uh, decided to follow in his footsteps. He was at the, lived in Sacramento uh, with, his, with his lovely wife. And this obviously goes back a ways, but he went uh, door to door selling Fuller Brush products. And, uh, wow. A Fuller anyway, Brush man. He, yeah, exactly. Wow, just he, like the what? Looney Tunes cartoons. When <laughs> yeah. they would, like, somebody would knock on the door and they'd say, who is that? The Fuller Brush man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Vincent, they've been yeah. around forever. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, so he did that. He made a good living. And so I went on to do sales. I had a bit of a talent for it. Um, but I kept pursuing the idea of a story, um, and I ended up doing uh, – uh, uh, I did missionary work um, uh, for a couple of years. Now, when I said the term missionary, you might think of uh, uh, Mormon or or, or Jehovah's Witness or Christian, you know, many missionaries. Anyway, uh, I did missionary work as a Christian uh, for three years out in Salt Lake and, and Utah. It was a great experience. But it just kind of – I never got rid of the idea of stories and all that spiritual talk back then, uh, arguing about heaven and hell and everything. I, I, I was just fascinated with the idea of how I could express these things on paper. And uh, so I, I just uh, – but I didn't really have, I don't know, some of the building blocks that I needed. So I said, well, you know what? Uh, uh, they say there's a lot of good stories in the Bible. So I decided to read the whole Bible over and over again, and I read all the historical stuff that went with it, Josephus and uh, many others. Uh, all the old – I just was going back to the old stories. I wanted to see if I could find you know, ideas, and that just – that led to you know, uh, that and uh, experimenting in screenwriting. 
Uh, I started I, I started writing treatments and screenwriting and uh, and the short screenplay as it is, uh, just kind of trying to get something I could see. That was always the thing. Um, I wanted to be able to see the images. I wanted to be able to see the the movie in my mind. And so I and that's and you know the more vivid it was on paper, it was the more it was in my mind too. So I just kept oh, yeah. doing that. Uh, yeah, that's the way it should you know, work. Yeah, without I, a doubt. I, I'm glad to hear that because I, you know, I, I, I like to hear that, that I'm on the right uh, track as far as that and thought process. I, you don't get a lot of feedback out here. Um, well, you know, Eric, my- uh, one basic thing that I've always said too is uh, um, the best writing is something that you could vividly see in your mind and then transfer on paper. Uh, the transfer therein is the art. Because then you have hmm. to, like, whatever you see in your mind, you, uh, when you write it down, you have to express it in, in such a way that people see it exactly the same way you do. Yeah, and that's and you just said it. Uh, thank you for saying that um, because it, it getting it out, I mean, you could ha- getting it out and expressing it so that we all see the same uh, or a similar, you know, the same world, the same picture, whatever. Yeah, and that was a challenge that I kept working on over and over and over again. And uh, you know, I wrote screenplays, and that was—I actually wanted to go that way first. So I wrote screenplays. I marketed a few. I tried to um, talk talk to a few studios, um, Ghost House Pictures, Platinum Dunes, briefly. Um, and uh, I didn't really have my art down completely. So at that time, I was like, "That's cool. It needs to be better." And uh, and then I went to the blacklist. Remember that service? I don't know if it's still. Um, yep. You, where you see, okay. I went with them for a while, and I came within the, I'd say, about five inches of selling something, because they say if you're rated eight to ten on the blacklist, you get a sale or an option. I made a seven, and that was it. That was as high as I got. Then it slid back down. Yeah. But then I met, and then after that, it was like. Yeah. Um. After that, it was like. Um, Must a lot tonight too. I enjoyed that. Oh, you did the screenplays, the, the yeah. blacklist. I can't stand the man. It's pretty, It's neat. You get you learn a lot too. The people they, I mean, sometimes uh, the reviewers are can they be harsh, but they're walking off in the tunnels of all the stadium and walking with a guy they played for years with. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Continue. There, Continue. Hmm. Oh, Eric? please. Okay. My full attention. Yep. <laughs> who's, who's talking? Sorry, I couldn't hear. Oh, no, that oh, was okay. Sorry, my I, wife I, was asking that question. And that, that one part. But not you. Uh, g- keep going, Eric. Oh, oh keep going. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, where was Did I? Did you want to uh, talk about the uh, blacklist and... Talking, we were oh, talking yeah. about the so, uh, blacklist and seven, yeah, that's right. You, you the, got a seven. Yeah, that was that was that was I was I was very proud of that. But anyway, I, at that point, I I had kind of exhausted whatever options I had, and I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to turn these stories. I'm going to take the best ones and I'm going to turn them into prose and I'm going to put it into a book. And uh, I did. I put made together a little uh, short story a collection a collection of short stories called Evil Houses. 
and I started selling on Amazon a little bit, and I was like, well, okay, I need a, I need a, uh, I need a publisher. And I went through at that time I, I didn't know uh, Mr. Grabowski. Um, I I was I just started. I just poured through thousands of pages of directories trying to find and I was like and I found this name and Nicholas Grabowski and then I YouTubed him and I was like this is cool and then I I saw the interview I don't know it was one of your conventions or something you were interviewed about the Everborn it was the neatest thing you you had talked about the the, oh, uh, the so fetus Joe Flynn one I think that's what you're talking about with Joe Flynn yeah okay I, I, well yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I when you were talked about uh, the the fetus, the the human fetus having resemblance to alien uh, uh, attributes, and anyway, I, I that's what I remember from it, and I, and I thought, wow, that's so neat. And I just uh, and then that led to I looked up your book, and then of course I sent you a query letter, and the rest is history. And the rest is history. And uh, we they made beautiful music together. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah um, I have. I really appreciated. Yeah, it, it, oh, and I appreciate you too. Uh, it's it's great stuff. I mean, um, <clears throat> all of our listeners, I highly recommend. I highly recommend everybody I publish. But I mean, everybody <laughs> I publish, it's not just you know a bunch of like nonsense. It's something that I would be into. If I like was browsing through like the paperback section at a supermarket in like the horror section, and I'd go, oh, this looks cool. I want to, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's fantastic. Uh, and Eric's work um, is just uh, he he's done Evil Houses, Evil Houses too, and then lately uh, he did a special extended version that um, I published last summer. That um, that's uh, been getting really great yeah. reviews, and uh, it's it's just it's amazing stuff. You guys, you all have to check it out. Um, I, I, I appreciate and, that. Yes, and throughout the years too, you have found your voice. Well, I appreciate you know, that. Yeah, I appreciate yep. that. You know, no, no, I will say this much, Eric. Um, I, I haven't read Evil Houses too yet, but your first one. Okay. Uh, when, when I read when I read it. Um, right off the bat, um, you know, because like you, besides novels, I, I'm also a screenwriter. Um, oh, you know, so okay, yeah. So right, right off the bat, uh, as soon as I really got into the heart of the book, I, I, I actually sat back there and I was reading it. I'm like, my God, this is so visually entertaining. Why doesn't he make a movie? <laughs> Oh, thank now, you. Now, now thank we you. know why. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard. I, you know, it's it's funny. I used to. I I'm beginning to think of movies as uh, when movies are made, they're almost like little miracles. Imagine because everybody has to work together, all the components, and you have to have such an industry. You know, you have to have uh, a producer and uh, with a vision and a director who can guide it. And you have to have the story, and you have to have the. If it's a book, you have to have it that's converted to a screenplay. You have the the writers, and then of course you have the uh, all the the photographer, the the DPs, and the and the light and the sound and everything, and all these things work together. And um, I just feel like every movie that's made, whether it's a big miracle or a small miracle, is is a miracle because you have all these. Well, I don't know how to put this. It's almost you have a lot of egos. You have a lot of 
um, personal opinions, and they all work together. And it's you know, yeah. so anyway. Yeah, you know, Eric, uh, you kind of tapped on a little subject that's that's uh, changed the focus of my life because for a while I wanted to be well a contemporary Christian rock and roll star in the eighties, and I wanted wow. to uh, be a director, direct movies, and I ultimately just chose you know writing writing books and and uh, doing what I've done since the eighties with the just the writing in the books and. The, um, it, it's something that between you and a notepad, <laughs> and you don't have to tour. Yeah. Uh, trying to do stuff as you know, as a singer or in a rock and roll band, you don't have to um, you know rely on other people to put together something you wrote in a screenplay. It's just between you and them, and then maybe hopefully somebody will like, love it and say, you know, I'll do all this shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> with a, with a, yeah, we'll sign something. We'll give you a, some money, and we'll we'll like make a movie out of it, <laughs> you know. And it's yeah, just yeah. like it, and it starts between you and a notepad or a typewriter, or a, you know, computer program. But um, yeah, yeah so that's why I decided to just be a writer and just use my imagination, go that route. That way, I don't have to go. And and then you know with marketing that was all fun back in the twenty two thousands with conventions and stuff with me that that was all fun that was a lot of work but not as much as like you you know having gigs with a rock band or on the other hand you know um, yeah. uh, bowing down to a imagine. studio or distributor or somebody the movie. But I do still one day want to like direct something substantial that people will dig. But uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, you could be one of the ones that writes a screenplay for that, Eric. Or oh Tom. wow! Okay. Or you know, I mean, okay. who knows? You know. Or collaborative effort. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Which is kind of like what Black Batchita is all about. A lot of the people don't collaborate that much. I, I have to, on a side note, too. I and I keep I I want to like post this on a group page on Facebook. I keep forgetting, but to remind everybody that if you go to the blackbedsheetbooks.com website um, for authors, one, once you sign up, everybody's ebooks are free. You can like you know you you could you could download these books for free and read them. You don't have to pay anything, and then you can like review each other and do all that stuff. And it just takes a little time. It doesn't cost a thing. And just, you know, support each other with that. I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well yep. great. In that, in that case, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and turn the tables out around a little bit. And uh, I, I know, I know Francie, you've talked about this a couple times, so I'll tell you what, Nick, you just had me at free books. And um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a query letter this week. And, uh, you know, you don't have to say yes or no on the air right away or anything like that. Cause I know you've got a full plate, but you, you had me at free books. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every author gets each other's books for free. Not, uh, I, not only that, but retailers and libraries get free ebooks too, so that they can know what they're looking at if they want to order the frickin' paperbacks to put on their shelves. Nobody really yeah. does that. I mean, they don't really buy, yeah, you know, 
I, I try all kinds of tricks, and, I, and over the years I kind of figure out what's the best way. Because I, I'm not trying to, like, con anybody. I'm not trying to, you know, I, I really want to put my authors out there. I want to make a living doing it, and I want to see them making a living doing it. That's pretty much the whole thing, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And we all get bigger and better. Yeah, yeah. And it's so win. hard to do that, especially with lim- limited fundage, and with you know, and it's run just by me. I occasionally have like personal problems that get in the way, and you know, but um, now as God is my witness, ever since I started this puppy, I keep saying I'm going to keep doing it until the day I die, and we're still doing it. Yeah. Um... You, you, you are. Uh, what's the word? Uh, well, I figure that you, um, if I may be, uh, may, uh, may be so bold. You are. You have a Polish, uh, Jewish heritage behind your name. Oh, not Jewish. I'm Polish, Portuguese, Spanish, and German. Okay, gotcha. Well, all the uh, I was I was going to lead to something. The the the, the stick to itiveness of the of the of the of the of the. But hey, uh, I have some of those in there too. Um, I have uh, some German. Uh, anyway, s- some of these backgrounds they kind of lead to our stubbornness. And I was I was just gonna make an observation, but I didn't quite guess your your background right. But you still got. I mean, there's there's a lot of different components in there. Um, so you know, it's it's. Uh, anyway, it's stubbornness is an inherited trait. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Spanish uh, 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 Spaniards uh, from that line of me—they're—they're—they're they're, they're pretty stubborn. Uh, so you know, and I'm a Taurus. Tauruses are stubborn. Oh, oh God, yes. That's so much. <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean, you know, and I just figured eventually. I mean, too. Uh, what is my lot in life? And life kind of led me. I used to preach. Uh, out of high school, I was intimately involved in church. I put hands on people's foreheads and all, oh, wow. all kinds of all that. And then I just kind of rebelled after that. I went through like a big mess period in the early 90s, and uh, my sister died in the whole nine yards. But the whole time I've been like writing. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, and, you know, and I got first published in 1988, so I had that um, like, um, like grounding in the industry that, okay, you know, I'm still not, and well, and the Halloween 4 thing, especially too, back in 1988, that really cemented my, my purpose and where, what direction I, I was going to go to. Um, and uh, it, it's been a long road, but uh, ultimately, I mean, I, I always knew, you know, the adage is you, you could be a writer, but you have to have a day job. So I had a day job. And worked at Walmart and got like child support deducted from it, and like for five years, and then um, and then I, I got another job after that. They went bankrupt. I went another job after that. They went bankrupt, and uh, I kept like uh, all these like um, wow. uh, things I was really into while I was writing on the side. Uh, decided uh, I, I just you know it's there's no such thing as job security, Pete's sake. <laughs> so ultimately, yeah, I learned yeah. you know what you got to find your lot in life, and you got to go for it. And, and I decided to, especially after I broke my shoulder, after I worked for Lowe's Home Improvement, 
um, uh, I, I, uh, I, I thought long and hard about it, and I figured, okay, I, I am going to go for it. I can't necessarily just go for it as a writer. Just as a writer, with all the blah, blah, blah and everything, I ain't no superstar. Uh, I know how to um, um, put together a book for myself, self-publishing myself. Um, maybe I could do that for other people. And so I just started learning how to do that, and I figured, you know, if I just, like, um, did my own stuff too, but published other people, then I could be a publishing company and learn the ropes and, like, you know, and, yeah, and ever since then, I mean, uh, that was the best. Uh, even even with any idea or, um, or um, uh, like, any time in my life that I decided to do anything, and to go to a certain course, this still stands right now in 2023, the best um, idea <laughs> of a direction to go to I've ever had. Religion and everything else. Uh, it's okay. You're going to, you know, work on your stuff too, but, you know, publish other people. Make a living and have, like, a real home business. And, uh, and, and, Screw like Walmart and all these other places and stuff <laughs> where you get, you can't count on, and it it all goes down to if you want to get something done, you got to do it yourself. Um, you know the most stability that I have for me is in doing it myself. That way I can't blame anybody if it goes wrong. It's just all up to me. So and I uh-huh. I I have a certain standard. I don't screw anybody. I have total transparency, and all I want yep. to do is the best job that I can. And throughout the years, with all other like small press, a lot of other small press publishers, especially in horror, but I mean, I'm sure that they, you know they come and go in every genre. They come and go, and a lot of them. And, yep. and what made me want to? Uh, be a publisher in the first place is because me and a lot of people under a certain publisher back in 2008 all got screwed and he owed everybody like tons of money he fell off the face of the earth nobody's ever heard of him since and um, it was like that I mean you know so I figured okay um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a publisher then and I'm gonna do it the way that I think is the right way and you know and stuff. And yeah, I had a yeah. lot to learn, but yeah. Anyway, I I just uh, came off my pedestal, so I just had to. Okay then, <laughs> I'm done. And just <laughs> dot dot dot. There we go. Well, I you know I, <laughs> I you know I. Pre- Sorry, I was going to say I just uh, I'm I I'm all I'm sure everyone appreciates um, your your. Uh, your your contributions and your support, your encouragement, you know, those things are invaluable. So oh, well, that's thank all I want you. to say. Yes. And, and vice versa also. Because one thing over the years that just keeps making me go is finding great talent. Uh, it, kind of like, a, you know, like an, like an agent in a way, but I'm not an agent. I'm just a publisher. All of my services are free. I just make money off of the sales. Um, but, um, I, I, I mean, I get a joy of finding people that, especially people that stick with me, that 
that I've I've gone through all kinds like people that think I'm a vanity press, and they like stomp their feet and say, "No, you're going to do things my way," and I'm going to. What about the compromise, you know? Because I want to make authors happy, so there's always a compromise. I don't stomp my feet. I always say sure. to the author, is this okay? We're about ready to publish it. What do you think of this? <laughs> you know. But, um, I mean, I, I've gone through all kinds, but I'm so grateful for, um, um, I mean, like I said, this best decision of my life. Um, and I come across authors like, well, like you, Eric, you, Tom, and anybody else that's listening that have published, and uh, and William, I appreciate you. Uh, I, I'll welcome you anytime you want to send something. Right. And then I'll welcome you to the fold. Then you have to go through this ritual, which is – no, I'm kidding. You don't have to go through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no, no, no worries there, uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be willing to go coming to America style and hop on one foot and bark like a dog if you need me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll put that on YouTube. We'll we'll do a video and, <laughs> and yeah, sure, but yeah, sure. it's it's made me really proud for people that actually say things like you just said, Eric. Um, oh. it, it makes me proud. It always constant constant reminder of. I'm doing the right thing, you know, because, I mean, you know, and yeah, we all are St. Rich <laughs> over it. No, um, no. It helps no. pay the bills <laughs> here, but uh, I could have made, like, more sound financial choices in my life, but this is my passion. Sure. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. you got to keep the heart going. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like um, I was saying, they'll do it until the day I die. And you guys, it's, you've got to keep writing too. Keep, exactly. keep pouring that, mean, that stuff out on paper. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. You know, even even no matter what what all's going on in life and everything else, I still intentionally make it a point to write something because, you know, the the day that I stop writing is the day that. You know, I'll, I'll be six feet under. You know, I just, uh, you know, it's it's my favorite addiction is is writing something. Yeah, I can I can see that. You know, it's a it's a catharsis. It's a way of expression, and you have something inside, and you got to get it out. And I think it's it's that process. Yep. So. And if you don't get it out, it'll die with you. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> Wow, that's true, yeah. 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 I I've been kind of over over my life here and there obsessed with journals. And uh, my first son, I like had these three huge volumes of journals um for him that had like artwork and and things. It's another story, but um I kind of misused things, and I don't think they exist anymore, long story short. But I do have others oh. <laughs> here with me, too. Um, but, yeah, when I didn't feel like writing something fictitious, I, I would just, just write anything. So, you know, yeah. You know, I, I know um, yeah. I had a uh, friend of mine throughout, throughout my school years, and 
I, I always joked with her about it. I was saying you know, it was gonna it was gonna be either a one hell of a telephone book or a book series, but um, she actually devoted almost nine years handwriting this epic love story between this couple that she created in this whole world. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it encompassed almost like 67 notebooks. And then unfortunately, oh, wow. Yeah, wow. She got older. yeah, then she got orders, walked away from it and literally tossed everything into the dumpster. And I'm like, Oh my God, you oh, just wasted wow. 10 years of your life. <laughs> that's, that's, that's oh, wow. amazing. That's, yeah. You know, when I was in the um, sixth grade, seventh grade, I, I um, drew like uh, like pages and pages, like probably 400, 500 pages of comic panels. Uh, and I can't draw, but they were like kind of stick figures. That they, uh, I, but um, I, I, it was all called Gooneyville. And stuff, and and I would distribute them to uh, my school, uh, and, and uh, they were almost published in Jack and Jill Comics back in the sixth grade. Uh, oh wow! And, and stuff, and yeah, um, and I, I can picture a lot of them in my mind, but um, all those like stacks and stacks of all that history was gone um, with my first relationship. So I don't really have anything like that anymore. I wish I did. There's a lot of stuff like little screenplays that I wrote back in the day too, uh, when I was in junior high school. But yeah, all that's gone. So there's a lot of stuff that I I lost. I wish I had back in those days. (laughs) Yeah. So I I guess you, you you know you lose things, you gain things, you lose, you gain. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll admit I'm, I'm an invertible pack rat, and uh, you know, so I mean, like you know, just two weeks, you know, just uh, over like uh, Christmas, I had to kind of laugh about it. So, you know, I, as a, for a gift for one of my old buddies, uh, I actually found a letter that I'd written to him in eleventh uh, grade during the classroom, <laughs> and so I gave it to him thirty years later. As his Christmas gift, I was like, "Oh, I think I was supposed to give this to you." Oh, oh wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, I started yeah. writing in the third grade, and I would give well, you know, you know, a, I not my right arm or leg for it, but something if I could get those. Uh, I, I, um, the third grade teacher, like, um. Uh, pull down the screen, take out the film projector, and show us Disney stuff of tall tales like Paul Bunyan. Um, oh yeah. And uh, yeah. you know the, what's, who's that like um, baseball legend person? Casey Paper. at the bat. <laughs> oh, Casey. And yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, things like that. And she inspired us to write our own tall tales. And uh, I wrote one, and it was like Lollipop Leo. It was called, and I forgot what it was about. And then I wrote another one, and we all would have to read it in front of the class, but I just kept going. So over a course of like a few weeks, it's like, okay, Nick has another one. <laughs> and that's what really got me started writing was way back then, the third grade. Wow. Like I said, I lost most of that stuff probably 
from 18, when I was 18 years old, uh, before that. But, I mean, you know, something, maybe, no, junior high before that. But, yeah, yeah, that's what got me started doing the whole, it was like crazy. Um, Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I... I, I I know for me um, it was it was my sixth grade uh, Halloween short story contest and uh, nice it was yeah I mean but it was the easiest incentive of all free movie passes and uh, free dinner at the pizza joint down the road from where <laughs> I used to live so uh, well, yep that'll do it yeah and oh yeah. Yeah, so that 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 was I was able to see Hellraiser when it when it opened. Um, pulled, I pulled my neighbor aside. I was like, "Listen, I got I need a guardian. So uh, <laughs> you want to go to a movie? I'll treat you." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do have to say of- there was a point where uh, I I was a little crazy, probably in the fourth or fifth grade where I thought that genuinely thought I was a super vampire bat and um, uh, <laughs> I was going to a church and her family came over uh, for dinner and uh, uh, and out in the swing set there's this girl named Malmy and I bit her on the wrist uh, because I thought I was a super vampire bat and oh, wow. uh, my, my pinkies both my pinkies are a little crooked it's a genetic thing they're saying that that that's the proof that I'm a super vampire, and um, so but and she got scared, and I said no, I never did that, and uh, she got scolded and put on the kind of she couldn't leave her house for a week because her family thought she was a liar, and and because super vampire bat. One time at recess at the Thomas A. Edison Elementary School in the sixth grade. Um, one guy was like making fun of me. You're not a super vampire, and I would like fly around in my jacket, like not fly but run, and yeah. pretend I was flying. And one guy made fun of me, and um, I knocked him off the monkey bars, and he broke a leg. And I said, No, I never oh. did that. It's like pretty evil. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah so there's all kinds of stuff that just makes me <laughs> want to be a horror. <laughs> if there's such a thing as um, Reincarnation. God knows what I used to be, but I'm very tame these days, and I write about it, and I tell people about it. Like school shooters, would uh, uh, there'd be a lot less of them if they just learned how to get out their angst on paper, paper, yeah. instead of doing it for yeah. real. But man, I was like crazy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, nah, I wow. I talk too much again. It's one of those nights. I think it's because Francie hasn't had a show for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I uh, got all this like pent up, uh, you know. (laughs) Francie, Francie. Uh oh, I I must Uh sojourn into the house and see what's going on with that. Okay. Everybody else has been here. That's really great. Let me go in. Francie. Francie. Where's Francie? Where are they? Nobody's here. Echo, 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 echo. Francie. Francie. 
Jeez. Oh, there's Francie Francie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there she is. She emerged from the hallway. Okay. Francie. Uh, yeah. Oh, she's. Uh, hey. I guess she, she uh, let us talk amongst ourselves. I did. And, uh, and <laughs> walked away a little bit. Because it was a great conversation, and I did not want to interrupt and say something stupid because you guys were doing so great. Well, that, that was a good conversation. And, you know, it's yeah. really nice to have Eric here. Yeah, this is it's cool. I, uh, it's, yeah, I like it. I appreciate it. Um, I, I think... Uh, Mr. Brower, you're on my Facebook list, friends list, I think, yep. right? Okay. Yep. I've, I've, I've followed a few of your posts, and but yeah, I mean, obviously we connected through for, through Nicholas, um, or or maybe Francie, I don't know, but yeah, no. How long have you? I was going to ask you how long you've been writing, and so you said from the beginning, basically, is is from like. You just said it. Yeah, never mind. That was the question I was going to ask. I had it in my mind to ask it, then you answered it, and I still had it in my mind. But about the same time as Nick, um, it's neat because I was a late – I was much later than that. Um, but that's because I didn't have any encouragement uh, when I was growing up. My uh, That's a whole other story. But um, I, it's, I, I think it's a blessing if there is someone who does encourage you when you're young to do the thing you like to yeah. do. So. So, I, that that part I definitely cannot agree more with. You know, and uh, I think that's yeah. sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. So, everybody needs like uh, mentors, people that they could look up to, people that are you know are the same as them, doing the same thing and stuff. Everybody. <laughs> Melon Kemp, everyone needs a hand to hold on to. Yep. <laughs> Don't need to be no strong hand. <laughs> we all need that. Imagine if you had yep. Reverend Bill McDonald's hand in your hand saying, You got this, dude. I said, Dude. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Reverend Bill McDonald would never say, Dude. Or. <laughs> Maybe it would. I don't know. Yeah, anything's possible. Well, I mean, yeah. Look, look at how far we've all come. So, yeah, you never know yeah, what, what, what to expect. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, uh, we're about getting to the end of the line here. I think that what we should do is go down the row and um, everybody like. Um, uh, say where listeners can contact you at, uh, starting with Eric, and go down the line. Okay. Um, my website is thedarkglass.com, and uh, there'll be – I have to update the link for my for my, my newest uh, book, but at the bottom of it, there's uh, social media links, uh, my uh, Facebook uh, Evil Houses uh, Facebook page, my Twitter feed, and my Instagram. So uh, the social media is at the bottom of the website if you uh, want to send me a message uh, or explore the links. Um, but, again, thedarkglass.com. Thanks. Thanks a bunch. 
Awesome. awesome. By the way, Eric, and, uh, I, I love guess, your cat. Um, um, William. William next. Yep. Well, these, these days you can find me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn under uh, William Brower and also W.E. Brower, Jr. And uh, if you don't mind me adding, uh, also, since we talked, uh, Reverend Bill had mentioned earlier about uh, podcasts and things like that. This coming week, I have uh, I'm going to be a guest on two different uh, shows. On uh, Thursday, I'm going to be uh, broadcasting over in St. Louis, talking to Hitiatic again. And then uh-huh. Friday is going to be a fun one. It's called the Indie Files, where I'll be uh, actually walking through the process of how I created the Dragon's Bane series. So, uh-huh. cool. hey, William. William, yeah. let me ask you this. How do you become smart? I read <laughs> a lot of books. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'll put it you to you this way. Damn it. you got to read yeah. books. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it yeah. Or or no. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, what? oh, sorry. Didn't mind it. Do you have anything else, oh. William? Well, no. I, I was going to just gonna share a quick thing to answer Francie's okay. question on that one. Um, oh yeah. To to give you an idea, and it, I do. This is one of those cases. You know, there's a problem. Uh, you know, when I always say that it's not. Uh, it's you know, it's not hoarding if you're uh, reading it. But um, at <laughs> one point, I walked into a. Uh, antique bookstore and you know they actually had a whole bunch of um horror stuff and everything else in between that i've been looking for for many years and wasn't it wasn't planning on doing it at the time i was very fortunate enough to have had some decent book sales uh, from from my projects that um i ended up dropping about three thousand dollars and walked out with about 200 books and oh, uh, the, oh, you know, wow. the manager, and the manager was just like, "Are you going to come back next week? We're going to be doing another bigger book sale. Would you like me to get the door for you?" <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. so, oh man, That's funny. Well, wow. yeah, and then and the, those two hundred books took me through uh, about uh, three months to read. So. It can't be wow. on for a while. Wow. Oh. That's impressive. That, that's uh, I have attention deficit disorder. It's a hard process for me to read. Uh, but, I, but, yeah. You know, trust me, I, I, I completely understand that oh. one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more ADHD, so I'm on the, yeah, I'm on well, the opposite right, side. Okay. I'm, I myself <laughs> am more THC. Or more, more well, well, that always works to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom. Tom, Tom. Uh, so, uh, tell us about you. Where, where to find you? And this, this dude. I, I published like at least eleven or twelve of his books over the years. Uh, so, wow. where, where to find you? Tom. Tom. Oh. Tom, Tom Sawyer. Where can we find Tom? Oh, no. 
Okay. You, well, TomSawyer.com, I think, but that might lead you to the, um, you know, Huckleberry Finn thing. Um, oh, well, as always, go to BlackBedsheetBooks.com or look him up on Amazon. Uh, Tom Sawyer uh, um, authors, um, and uh, you should find him there too. So yeah. anywhere, anywhere. You can uh, associate Black Bedsheet Books with the name Tom Sawyer. There he is, <laughs> pretty much. Cool. And then you'll find his uh, his official website. So, I mean, this guy, uh, like uh, what Bill McDonald was talking about earlier on, um, he's been to, done a lot of conventions, and he, every every spring says, okay, I want so many copies of this, copies of this, 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 and that, and this. And uh, I send that to him and he'd like sell out um and uh he'd like have pictures of people with like read us or die our uh, book that we came out with like oh i don't know seven years ago that has like a lot of our authors in it and uh with like you know character people like you know posing it's really cool he, he really goes out there and and does a great job promoting yeah cool Yeah, yeah. he even had like uh, at one convention he had a photo of because of the nature of Tom Sawyer he'd have like a picket fence um, around his booth hmm. that would oh, like nice. say Tom Sawyer on it but in red blood red. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> that, that's pretty cool. No, and, and now I finally was able to persuade him to dress up like Rod Serling last year for uh, for for one of the Halloween ones. Since he was uh, promoting his uh, in Rod we trust. Ah, uh, yeah. And he's going to uh, come out with a third one this spring too. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. He 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 digs that. Yes, so, yes. I like orange vegan chicken. Oh, good. Yeah, that, that vegan chicken is really good. I like real <laughs> chicken, but yeah. <laughs> 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 I Never try to eat said. healthy, though. I'm a carnivore. Nick, I, I like... saw you smile a bit into that vegan chicken, man. Ah, there he is. There's Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Freddie is a friend of uh, Francie's since, uh, I guess, the... I guess Francie was be, uh, before puberty. Puberty, <laughs> uh, way back in the day, and uh, he's uh, decided to like migrate from uh, South Carolina, just like Francie did, and he's here with us. He's been with us, and he helped us a lot with like the Halloween thing and stuff. And he's here, and it and it it's like. I've been trying oh, to. Uh, you guys are like been trying to teach him words of wisdom every night, while getting him with the old THC. Yep, that's that's the thing. Anywho, that's like that in a nutshell, and. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, I, 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 on a on a lesser note, what I've been spending my time on too is since my both my parents passed away and everything, I finally got something in the mail last December about change of ownership with the property. So, going black bed sheet books, I've been and this freaking storm, I put a tree on our house. Um, I've been like trying to figure wow. that out too, and I have a child support court date at the end of the month. Which uh, I'm not worried about at all. It's going to be super. Okay. Super de duper. So all kinds of you know, and and I run black bed sheet and I'm (laughs) doing everything. So so ultimately, uh, like on my tombstone, it would not say books, but juggler. Nicholas Grabowski, expert juggler. (laughs) Expert juggler. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yep. Oh, no, I don't want that. I, I really don't. Let it be said, yeah, I don't want that. The show's gonna cut us off. The show's yeah. gonna cut us off. Uh, it is. Say good night. Oh. Any who's oh. it? Good night. Good night. Okay. Good night. Good night, good everybody. Good enough. Okay. Good night. Good knocking. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you vegan knocking. Yep. Praise the vegans knocking. Well, let them in. And with that, we go to this song. In this friendly, friendly world. We just saw Man on the Moon for like the 12th time or something. That's like, <laughs> in a world so full of joy. <laughs> Ta-da! I forgot the rest. All right, we're at number <laughs> one right now. Let's not let's not go to number two because we will be the. I probably have to go number two in a couple of hours or so after I eat. <laughs> Hello again. Hey, everyone's playing together right now. <laughs> Look, there they are. <laughs> Whoa, 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 stop, stop, Luna, we can't play if you bite Lufa, we don't ever want to bite our friends, don't, don't, don't bite your friends, don't, We don't bite our friends. No, we don't pull their hair. Uh-uh. Friends are our friends. Uh-huh. So we treat them with care. So don't, don't, don't bite your friends. Don't, don't, don't bite your friends. We don't want to hurt. Uh-uh. We don't want to bite. Uh-uh. We don't want to fight. No way. Because that's not right. No way. So don't. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So don't, 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.